Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Nicola Talent, and you can listen to my brand new podcast, Beast, The Murder of Nora Sheehan, streaming now, wherever you get your podcasts. People should be allowed to say what, what they have to say, as long as it doesn't breach any laws that are there. I support that, but if there's speech that's inciting hatred or violence, that is against the law, clearly, and that then should be addressed by the guards. Is it as simple as that? If a new commissioner comes in or a new minister for justice, the problem is going to be solved? I'm not sure that it is. I'm Nicola Talent, and you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. Another assault on a city centre street. A video appears on social media showing a victim being hit by a machete just a few hundred metres from one of Dublin's busiest police stations. And a Garda chief and justice minister are under fire. As pressure grows on Drew Harris and Helen McEntee to answer questions about how they lost control of the capital during riots last week, further violence seems to be just adding fuel to a political fire. But is the incident on Talbot Street really another sign that Dublin is becoming a no-go zone? Or is it a not-so-abnormal occurrence on a city street long forgotten by police and politicians? Today, I'm talking with Niall Donald as the crisis for the Gardaí and the Department of Justice deepens. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. So Talbot Street is back in the news yet again. I mean, it's 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 our street. It's it's these incidents we see making huge headlines are kind of stuff you'd nearly get used to in Talbot Street. Yeah, I mean, like there's two reasons, of course, it's it's making headlines. One, because somebody captured it on video. And number two, mm-hmm. because obviously a huge amount of the political reaction, both to the riots and to the attack earlier on in this this year on, on an American tourist. But in reality, there's any number of incidents going on in that general area um, every week. This makes headlines because it is quite a shocking video. Um, basic, basically, what happened yesterday was uh, 
a man in his 30s sustained serious injuries when he was attacked with what looks like a machete anyway, certainly some sort of long knife sword-like mm. thing. Um, he received a number of blows to the arms and legs. And in the aftermath, you could see a, a, a pool of blood visible on the ground. Um, he seems to have grappled with the with the attacker um, and managed to stay on his feet, but he was ultimately taken to the Matter Hospital. Um, you know, obviously the discussion about immigration is 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 all over the place, but at least in this case, the victim was an Eastern European man. Um, and, you know, that that's it. Another incident on Talbot Street. And we don't know anything about the perpetrators because they're hooded from the video. We can't see who they are. Uh, they just look like a gang of young guys. They don't look dissimilar to the scenes that we saw in the, during the rioting. Um, that's just outside that chemist, is it? Which is opposite the pub where that man was attacked. Yeah, I mean, it's within it's within, I'd say, like, te- like you know, 20 feet of where where the, the American tourist uh, Stephen Termini was suffered a, a, an alleged assault. So, I mean, it's it's all going on there, but it's it's mm. and it'll make big headlines now because of the political pressure that's come on uh, Helen McEntee, the Minister for Justice and Drew Harris. And each of these incidents will be used against them. But in reality, these incidents are going on all the time and they only make headlines when it's political, when there's a political aspect as there was following the the, the attack on, on the American tourist or when there's, you know, shocking video. Um, so, you know, there is, I think, big pressure on on the politician, the, 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 the government, I think, over, over the riots now after a couple of days of, things maybe clearing up a bit and and quietening down in terms of there's very little trouble over the weekend some very small uh, outbursts but i think now it's turned that there is political pressure coming upon certainly on the minister for justice well fina fall senator has called for the garda commissioner to step down a senator called erin mcgrehan ever heard of her well i actually have um I suppose she would be, uh, she's, a, I think, an appointed senator by Micheál Martin. Um, she certainly would be, um, you know, one of the, if you were to look on a spectrum of left to right, and there's some quite lefty Fianna Fáilor, she would be on the more right-wing uh, side of it, you know. Um, so she's also, I think, previous, even today, I think she's discussed again immigration, and spoken about that as something that needs to be addressed, you know, that's fine. People are allowed to have those reasonable political views. So it's, but again, it's a broader discussion there where people's political views are feeding into um, whether, who to blame really. And that's what happens after these things. There's a blame game occurs uh, and that's Mm. maybe not wrong. And maybe that has to happen in society, but certainly there's some people definitely attempting to point the finger of blame at uh, Helen McEntee and Drew Harris. Who are coming across very much joined at the hip. Yeah, I mean, I think we've spoken about this before uh, in a totally different context. I mean, I have said before, and and I think it's true that he is, a, he, if in order to rise to the top in the PSNI, I think it's a very political force, um, the police force in, in the North, um, it's controlled by politicians in a way that the, the Gardaí down here aren't. 
and um, they're much more answerable to 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 the to the politicians, the policing board, for for obvious reasons. In that the reform of the RUC, they were transformed into the PSNI, and as part of that, they had to be responsive to political to politicians in a way. And um, so I think Drew Harris is a very capable political person, and um, who knows how to deal with politicians, who has an experience of dealing with the media. Um, if you see him at these uh, committees in the Dáil, I think he's quite impressive. Um, we certainly have had in the past some Garda commissioners who wouldn't be good speakers, who were very uncomfortable in front of cameras, uh, you know, looked cranky whenever they were being asked questions by politicians. I don't think he is like that. I think that's he comes from a different culture. And I think then he is backing up Helen McEntee. If she says we have enough Gardaí on the beat, I think she will get backed up by Drew Harris, who will say, I'm being given everything I need by the government. I think the quid pro quo of that, and I'm not saying it's a, a sinister quid pro quo, but I think she also has his back. And I think that that is a kind of a, a merging of, of uh, you know, mutual support. But the question then is asked, you, and you've asked it, while he's certainly a good political and media operator, does he... Do the police who are working under him, the Guardia working under him, believe he is a super effective commissioner in terms of policing? Well, they don't because, well, certainly those under him, as in not in his, you know, management team, but those on the ground don't because they voted a, a no confidence in him, which was the first time in the history of the Garda Siakona. But I think also it's important to remember that he was the deputy chief constable of the PSNI from 2014 to 2018. He had a longer career actually in the RUC yeah. than he had. You know, it the PSNI is all about change. And it's all about trying to transform the RUC into a modern policing force that was no longer collaborating with uh, terrorists and the likes of what the RUC have been accused of. And, you know, you speak to the likes of Alison Morris in the North and she will quite openly say that like a lot of what was the RUC are kind of nearly shaken out of that organisation, the PSNI that a lot of them had retired. They took redundancies while these sort of newer people came along. Um, but Harris and his father before him, Alwyn Harris, who was murdered by the Pro Provisional IRA in 1989, he was also a senior RUC officer. So there's a lot of that was in his blood, I think, um, which I do think is maybe one of the reasons that there's a little bit of a lack of trust in him or something. Yeah, there might be, and that might be an, un an unfair or fair reason but I think there's the part of what the, the maybe people in, you know, much middle management within the Gardaí, let's put it that way. They feel that that he has accelerated the, pro the process of bureaucracy and uh, this kind of uh, form filling and account and that type of accountability and that that is hindering the operation of of ordinary policing. And so if you look at what happened with the riot, you know, you have to be fair and say it wasn't you know, the, the the stabbing occurred at a certain, well, I can't remember the exact time, it was around lunchtime. One thirty. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, so it's very hard to anticipate and to, to move hundreds of officers or, or, or into the city centre and make all those arrangements. So I'm not saying that it's a simple job, but I do think that, um, you know, that it, 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 it was a failure of policing on the night. I mean, there's no doubt about that, that they briefly lost control of the city centre. And um, 
I think Callum McEntee, who has not done a good job in communicating in the aftermath, and I don't think she did a good job in communicating in the aftermath of the attack on Talbot Street. Um, that's not to say it's all her fault or, you know, she should have been able to press a button on last week and make it all go away. Of course she can't. And of course it's complex. But I think um, as a communicator around these issues, I think she must give the jitters to her Fine Gael base, who are really, you know, the party of law and order. I mean, that is what they have been traditionally. Uh, they're the party that are, you know, represent lock them up and, and you know, a harder line on, on, on justice matters than other parties. And I'm sure um, some of the backbenchers and some of the people who are due to stand for election are not, uh, you know, yeah, I'm sure she's given them the, the jitters thinking this isn't how we want to go in and fight this election as a party that have, have lost control of Dublin streets. Well, they've hard questions to answer when they go into the Oireachtas. Like, I mean, I think really where was their intelligence? Because, I mean, we have played in a previous podcast that call to arms that went out on a Telegram far right platform. You can see the fact that Tommy Robinson and Katie Hopkins is back on X in the last couple of weeks. They're very vocal on it. Katie Hopkins herself came out and sort of showed her solidarity really with with Ireland and what's happening here, as she calls it, from an immigrant point of view. You have Robinson arrested over the weekend very visibly in the UK, an arrest which he has used very much and others have used as part of this sort of martyrdom. And I think that, in fairness to the Gardaí, is what they're trying to avoid. They don't want to allow these, you know, far right individuals look like martyrs. And, and, you know, that the optics of it, I don't know, were you looking at some of the the Robinson videos? You know, he was pepper sprayed because he wasn't going willingly. I did see it, yeah. It was very, yeah, very clear. He's going to be uh, arrested. He's sort of got everything in place for it to be filmed from every which angle along the way. So in a way, I think that until we know the exact details of how everything played out on that Thursday night and how the Guardi responded to it, we probably aren't within our rights to criticise it until we know the direct details of that. But I do think that there should have been a little bit more intel, perhaps, and a little bit more... Um, work on maybe putting in undercovers within that uh, far-right movements. Yeah, I mean, I think as well, like, obviously the attack, the, the stabbings happened, and then there is, there was a few hours, and I think certainly in the Sunday in, Independent have reported how some of the WhatsApps or some of the calls for, for, for further support were only gone out at 7 o'clock and things like that. So that'll all be played out. I mean, I think it's a bad quality in society that when something goes wrong that a scapegoat is looked for um in terms of say a politician or or a guard or maybe a senior guard in this case like these things are really really complex and and people are you know they're they're probably there's no point like ministers for justice obviously can't be ordering uh police across the city and things like that. So it is always a rush to to, to blame somebody. Um, but it does have to start from the recognition that the, the control of the city centre was lost for a while last week. And, you know, 
something has to be learned or some that has to be a proper explanation has to be given for that it's not enough to say it could just it couldn't have been anticipated because it is somebody's job to anticipate this could happen and what do we do if it does for sure and we have to look at those elements that were going on kind of in the run up to this and including the Ashling Murphy trial and the sentiment around that yeah. coupled with the kind of the rise of the far right in in the UK and we have to look to the UK of course because Robinson has said you know he's proudly half Irish his mother is Irish he's come here already last February in order to um stoke up some support and he is one of the you know, he is a he is an actually like a full time career driven far right leader who's very heavily funded and um, very good at stoking up things. And, and maybe at this point of his career, walking away so he's not seen as rioting or, you know, involved in any hooliganism himself. But he's certainly if you see him interviewing himself almost, he really knows how to use language to make himself, you almost are lulled into a sense with him sometimes, God, he's making a bit of sense here because he's he's a good linguist. Yeah, he's a good communicator, no doubt about it. Um, he is he's absolutely must be a clever person. Uh, so there's no doubt about that. I mean, what's what what is utter, what is in doubt is his, uh, you know, he's scapegoating individual scapegoating ethnicities. I mean, that is just as simple as that. Now, I mean, we 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 the thing about the far right in Ireland, um, there's probably uh, you know, I don't know how much y- you need to go undercover because they're up there and they're putting it all up on the internet. Do you know? I mean, I'm not saying you don't need undercover and extra intelligence, but I I wonder do people are the Guardi monitoring telegram? A lot of it is up there. A lot of it, what is going to happen is put up there, arrange meeting points. Just for example, um, there's a lot of threats made there that are are criminal threats. We had a story recently about a far right guy saying uh, it, a homicide of politicians who brought in COVID restrictions was legitimate and um, it would be legitimate to kill them. Uh, it was published in the, the paper. It was uh, followed up by a couple of things. Now, as far as I know, that guy has never been arrested. Mm. You know, so there are things out there and... Uh, the guards probably are going to have to um, look. We we support free speech and all of that. They're absolutely support. People should be allowed to say what they what they have to say, um, as long as it doesn't breach any laws that are there. I support that, but there is if there's speech that's inciting hatred or violence, that is against the law clearly, and that then should be addressed by the guards. And like back to Talbot Street where we began, like people are out there saying they're afraid to go into the city. They're, you know, they're not going to go, which is really bad, of course, for business and for the traders and all the rest of it, that this thing is building up. But I mean, Tobit Street, the fact of the matter is, whether it's this week or last week, you need your wits about you on Tobit Street at all times. You don't let your guard down on Tobit Street. It's never been particularly safe place to be walking around or it certainly doesn't feel that way. Nothing has happened to me. I don't think anything's happened to you on Talbot Street in all the years that we're, we're in around there. But at the same time, it's just, I, I don't see this as being something that is, you know, a mega sign that Talbot Street is all of a sudden a no-go area. No, I mean, it's not, look, the reality is, you know, I go in there every day. You go in there most days. We go in for lunch and coffees, go in and out of buildings. Nothing has ever happened to me. 
There's a lot of people really suffering as a result of addiction there. Those people, they are absolutely not dangerous. I mean, they just aren't mm. like some of them are in really, really tough personal circumstances. And I've never seen them do anything threatening. So there, you have to draw a distinction from what is a, there is a bit of human misery there and people really struggling. Those people are not gen, tend to be dangerous. But nonetheless, um, there is a bit of lawlessness there. It's really quite a small area, that kind of Talbot Street and a few bits around it. You're not you're talking about, you know, a few hundred square meters. And it does seem remarkable that we can't uh, keep it under control. With the police station right there around the corner exactly. from Store Street Guard Station, you know, one of the most. It's amazing that and there, the, there is openly drugs being sold. I mean, the the this the, the whiff of uh, weed as you go along the street is quite incredible at times, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And being it is, people, yeah, not yeah. that I'm saying, not that I'm wanting people to be rounded up and locked up for for that necessarily, but it just is that air of of. There's of, just no presence. There has never been a massive presence of Gardaí on the street and the beat. Yeah, and surely it's as simple as that. You need you need that that visual. Yeah, um, I think so, because it's a small, it is a small little bit of the city, yeah, you know. It doesn't sound to me or seem to me like it's rocket science to just make sure that there's constant patrols on the street. Yeah. Given the nature of it and the fact that it is a main thoroughfare between Connolly Station, of course, and O'Connell Street, it's busy. Um, but look, anyway, we'll see where we where we go later in the week with, with all that's happening. Yes, we um, will, yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of calls for heads on plates and it's not me doing it once no it's not it's not us um but and you know is it is it as simple as that if a new commissioner comes in or a new minister for justice the problem is going to be solved i'm not sure that it is mm. okay Niall, i will talk to you tomorrow talk to you tomorrow nicola you've been listening to crime world a podcast from sundayworld.com produced by ian mullaney and edited by me nicola talent research assistant is clodamini If you like this show and love true crime, leave us a review. Or why not download the free sundayworld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe. Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary.